Welcome to Made time to Talk, episode number 238. I'm Kaylin, and Willem is here forcing me to do the intro four times in a row. You know what they say, the fourth time is is a charm. How are we doing? T-shirt. Good. Which, which episode number was it? 238. 238. 238. Two almost 240. You're almost, uh, almost more or less... 10 full days into Mage Talk. Yeah. Count the hours. Into, you mean, into the reboot, you mean? 10, almost 10 full days into the reboot. No, I would say two, two. if once you hit 240 and you would say mm. that more or less the episodes are one hour, it would be kind of a milestone, I think, for you. 240, that's if you take 24 hours a day, that's 10 days of podcast. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 10 pure, pure days. That'd be kind of nuts. Um, t-shirts. Let's talk Magento Association t-shirts. Um, I, I was a good just, idea. Or better yet, socks. Let's, let's go, let's, let's pivot this to a sock discussion. But the broader discussion, I know there's conversations happening around branding and stuff like that. There's the are we going to, are we going to be able to use the Magento brand? There was the whole Magento as Adobe commerce thing. I don't know if we need to summarize any of these things. I'm a fan of not summarizing at all. If you know, you know, if you don't, you need to pay more attention. Um, I don't know. But, I like to think that people listening to this that are not constantly on Twitter, fair enough. I wish they were, but uh, the whole thing is that for a year. I've been advocating for real brand representation for Magento on the Magento Association. So I have been on this open source task force for over a year. An initial goal was to plan the future of Magento, the open source product in that task force. So we spoke all, on a whole range of subjects, including the maintenance and ownership of the source code of Magento, but also um, the Magento brand and a couple of other things. Whenever something happened that we weren't so happy about, we took that to the open source task force meeting because Eric Irway used to be there who had a yeah. direct line into leadership. And he would tell them that, well, this thing about certifications that you're doing is not ideal. People are not happy about it. And then it's kind of the role that we had with Ben Marks. And uh, instead of taking everything to Twitter, we used to have a direct line to someone that would kind of represent us mm -hmm. inside Adobe. You felt that's, that you that's had a bit hard now. Somebody talked to him. That's more complicated now. A listening ear. Uh, yeah. Oh, and so for the past this... year, I've been really yeah. pushing for Magento.com to be linked to a page that at the bare minimum doesn't say Magento is now Adobe Commerce. Right. And they've been using that tagline for for at least a year now since they redirect to this adobe business page right. and uh, right. i guess we had a whole a whole episode about this um so i guess from that people should know yeah and they should be caught up that we've been fighting but, for this for a while yeah yeah and so there's there's, there's so many things i want to say uh on this on the swag thing specifically like i want to start going nuts with this whole sock thing this is going to be my whole new thing so um, can we currently, uh, I, I believe that currently we can use, when I say we, I don't know what I mean exactly by we, the association or whatever, you can help me understand. 
Can there be created a, a shirt, a sock, whatever, with the Magento Association logo? Is that currently possible? Could you go on Printful right now and do it and I could buy it right now? So my personal opinion would be, as I've brought it to the MA board, is the branding of the MA is Magento Association with the hexagon, with the big M. So as the Magento Association, I am 99.99% sure that you can have your own branded t-shirts, socks, or whatever with the Magento logo because it's part of the branding of the association. So right. if you wanted to print a t-shirt with the Adobe logo on the chest and Magento Association under it, that should be well within the rights of the licensing that the MA has. But what about, without, what about without the Adobe logo? Just the Magento Association logo? That I don't know because I I still haven't seen the exact licensing deal that the MA okay. has. So okay. the, the MA has limited rights to the usage of the Magento brand. So that's that okay. explicitly meet Magento and Magento Association. So they're not allowed to just use Magento as a brand. Right. I understand um, that. I understand that, which is something we want to work on. I think that we want, it would be nice if eventually the Magento brand could be used by the community. It's what, it's what we do. If they want the commercial side of things to move to Adobe Commerce, more power to you. Totally fine. Listen, if you want the entire Magento brand, if you want to gobble the entire thing up, which you, it's already, that's not going to happen because the Magento Association is its own entity. But even if in theory you wanted to do that, at least let's just like make that decision and move forward. We will go whatever. We'll do what needs to be done. But like this whole everything takes a year to decide is just it's it's um it's death by a thousand cuts. It's like it's managed decline. You know what I mean? It's not that anybody wants hmm. to go kill anything. It's just that, hey guys, you know, let's 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 take our time. Everything takes time. Everything, there's a process. Let's discuss. Great idea. Great idea. Let's discuss that at our next meeting, four weeks from. No, that's a great idea. Let's discuss that in Q3. So, and I get it. Everybody's busy. I get it. But like what, what I appreciate that you're injecting is the urgency. And you, you also are willing to play ball. You're willing to get involved. You're willing to do 500 meetings. Personally, I'm not. I, I can't. I don't have the, the temperament to do that. I'm not saying they'd want me to if I did. I'm just saying that you're, you're putting in the work, but you're also injecting some urgency, which I think is much needed. Um, and not that you're the only one doing that, but it's part of what you're doing. So I'm all riled up about this, but there's... Um, what? What angers me about this situation is that I felt the urgency a year ago and I did totally. not let go of this. So totally. every, every two weeks we had a meeting at the open source task force and every two weeks I would ask Eric Irway, do you have an update yet? Yep. And he got to a point where he worked out a whole sitemap for a magento.org website and a proposal and everything. And that didn't move anywhere. Right. Um, 
I I had a meeting with their leadership. Um, everything seemed to be hanging just on the decision of one person, and we spoke to that person, and it was said that there was a branding guideline or a, um, yeah, brand branding guideline for Magento. The brand Magento was being worked on internally at Adobe so that they could better communicate what Magento is and separate it from Adobe Commerce. Um, little results have come from that so far. Um, but what, what angers me more or less is that I'm now continuing those discussions with Ritesh, the new board mm -hmm. member, the new Adobe liaison mm -hmm. at the Magento Association. And mm -hmm. I'm trying to explain to him why it's so important and why it's so urgent. And when mm -hmm. he goes into the organization to verify and he says, okay, so apparently Willem says it's been worked on for 12 months. There are ideas, there's a plan. And everyone mm -hmm. says, we know nothing about this. And, mm -hmm. and the annoying bit is like you build up a relationship with, I, I yeah. built up a relationship with Eric. I worked totally. on that for 12 months. And then yep. he leaves and then they put someone in, in Eric's place that has no prior knowledge of the Magento community, the product, the ecosystem. Yeah. yeah. It was his very first Magento conference in New York last month for retail. Okay. So I very much appreciate that he's, he's putting himself in that position to learn. He's a super nice guy he's very willing he's motivated so that's all on on a personal level Ritesh right. is fantastic right but it annoys me that adobe chose to put a person without prior knowledge in that position which right. feels to me like they're purposefully sending us back 12 months so that we have to restart the whole discussion and, about the magenta yeah, branding and, thing and and and, and and, it, and it's like, whether it's purposeful or not, the result is the same. So like, sometimes we get into this, this, this debate, is Magento trying to kill, or is Adobe trying to kill Magento? Is, are they doing something purposeful? And it's like, at the end of the day, there's no way of knowing if it's purposeful or not. But the point is, and this is something I hear repeatedly, is that you had a point, somebody had a point of contact, that point of contact is now gone. Turnover does happen, but but there's somebody in the place now who is not at all familiar with any of the history of the situation or the community or whatever. And which happens, I mean, it happens, but like, yeah, so that, that makes sense. And like, so I, I got into a, a, a little bit of a LinkedIn thread with Slava on his, on his post that he posted recently. And the gist of his post was, um, you know, there's progress happening, there's things happening, there's things moving forward with the pull request thing, da, 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 da. And my thing was like, my response was, and I think up until now, I've been hesitant to be real vocal about this publicly, because to be quite honest, a year ago, you were putting on this work a year ago. I don't even think I cared to be totally honest with you. I had gotten, to, and a lot of people go through this. You got me to care again, like you and other other others, I'm going to just say you, I don't care if it bothers you. You got me to care again. And so, um, I care now. And, and, um, and so, but my point is, is that, um, there is this thing of like, well, let's take time. And it's like, 
we need some urgency on this stuff. Like I, I, I know that not everything can happen overnight. Adobe's a big business. They have business interests. That's fine. Look, I, I think about business stuff all the time. Most of the developers, open source developers, they think of me as the marketing douche guy. So I can put my head in that place of how can we serve their business interests while serving our interests? And how can we speed this shit up a little bit? You know, um, is, is yeah, kind of my... The, the, the reason why I care so much about this, and I don't know how much this flows and this overlaps with what we said in the previous episode, but we hear that businesses are really hurting right now because the Magento brand is not being marketed. There's like, there's no brand representation for Magento and they can keep the platform as healthy as they want. They can put technical, doc uh, technical documentation somewhere. Uh, they, can, they can keep releasing security updates, but as long as a merchant Googles Magento and the thing that they find is now a top one Google ad position for Magento yep. is now Adobe Commerce. So if you Google Magento anywhere around the world, Adobe bought the number one position and it yep. says Magento is dead. It's now Adobe Commerce. And those advertising positions used to be um, taken by extension providers and hosting providers and yeah. they are still there but they their advertisement is right below adobe's advertisement that says magento no longer exists so we yeah. hear from extension providers that they are losing business today like they see that the revenue the revenue from adwords is going down because adobe is purposefully advertising if you Google Magento, it shows Adobe Commerce. So not just on the on the on the Adobe website, but also yeah. in Google where the merchants are to search. Yeah. And that feels so purposeful. That feels like it's really a kick in the nuts. Like I go there <laughs> with all yeah. of my I go yeah. into these meetings with Adobe yeah. people, throw all of my passion in there and I say people, you need to help us because you're hurting us. And yeah. instead of saying, well, we're going to relieve you, we're going to like take off the pressure, they double down on their efforts. Yeah. Then and what am I to believe of the fact that they say they want to help us? I mean, yeah. So it's, it's, um, yeah, I, it's, we got to move we got to figure out how to get things to move more quickly. There um, were some, I was able to start talking a little more specifics with um, Slava in uh, Mage Chat, which are, obviously I'm not going to mention any specifics. Um, I'm not going to get into any of that, but um, if, if we need to speed things up is the bottom line. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if you can talk about what happened in the last meeting. You had obviously tweeted about the fact that you were getting ready to bounce. You didn't, you didn't tweet that you bounced and I think a meeting occurred. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I, it's maybe good to, to, um, tell a little bit more about that. So I got, I, <laughs> I rich tweeted a year ago, if this situation doesn't change, I'm going to stop collaborating with the association and all of this open source task stuff, because I put a lot of time in those meetings, 
um, and and trying to communicate them to get things better. Did you say you did and that then, a year ago? You did that a year I ago? I tweeted that the first time a year ago when they redirected oh. Magento.com to uh, the bit.adobe uh, website. Okay. Um, and last week before the board meeting, I just came out of the open source task force meeting where I was expecting an update from Redash on the Magento.com thing and on the, uh, the, the voting boards for merge requests and such. Um, and, and no one showed up. Like it was only me, Finai and Stanislav, I think, and someone mm -hmm. from, uh, from Smith Buckland, uh, to, uh, to, um, guide, guide the, the meeting itself. So, um, I was like, oh, I, I emphasized that I really feel like we now need to move things forward. And then I, I got out of an empty meeting. <laughs> we quit the meeting after five minutes because there was no show. So I was just angry. It's like, okay, so next Thursday on the board meeting, I, I want to hear an update from Adobe on the Magento, mm -hmm. uh, the Magento branding thing. And it doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't need to. I didn't need a full answer like, okay, we're going to do this next month or whatever, but just an update and not every time I ask it's, yeah, let me check. Yeah. I haven't heard anything yet because that's just stalling month after month after, mm -hmm. after month. And after, after 12 months, <laughs> I just got kind of done with it. So, mm -hmm. um, I am willing to walk away from the MA if we, if we don't achieve anything with Adobe on the branding thing, because mm -hmm. I really believe the association is its biggest value that it has right now is that it can represent the Magento brand towards merchants and agencies and the whole ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And if mm -hmm. that is at risk is if Adobe is so clearly trying to erase the Magento brand, then the association barely has any right of existence like then then yeah. they lose the purpose that they have and i'm not gonna pour all of my energy into the ma if we don't get like the the one big requirement is that we can work with the magento brand and yeah. if they take that away from us if they're devaluating the brand so hard um then we need a new brand and that would mean i would put all of my focus on MageOS. Right. or another form of, of moving, <laughs> yeah, moving Magento forward. And it's still like, we will have the Magento platform for at least five years to come. Adobe will keep supporting the codes, um, to whatever extent, but at least we can work with them. The platform is in a great place. Like it's better mm -hmm. than it's ever been technically. Um, mm -hmm. but we need more than that to to pave our ways into the future beyond yeah. three to five years yeah. and our mission differs so much from adobe's mission what we we want to continue with the monolith so that means we want to keep it healthy we want to do maintenance we want to remove stuff we want to build new features and and really have that platform flourish and right. adobe rightfully has other plans they have a feature stop on the code base which is totally. fine but we need to be able to yeah. move forward with that. Yeah. And it's with like that, we need to be able to use the Magento brand. Otherwise, yeah. we need to focus on other things. 
Yeah. So yeah, totally. And, and it's like, it, it's like, yeah, even if, and things just need to move a little faster. I know that I'm biased because I've never run a company bigger than one person. It's, it's, I tend to oversimplify things. You're much more moderate than I am, but, um, uh, we got to speed this up, dude. We got to, I'd be happy to talk in my Slack. We could, you guys can talk in it, but it talk wherever you want to talk, but it's, it, we, this whole wait another month to t continue a conversation that already should have been concluded 12 months ago is not, that ain't, that's not going to work. Like it would be one there thing. There has to be a plan. Little, I just wanted one thing to share. Yeah. I, I want to be one thing. <laughs> Sorry. If you want to think of these monthly meetings were super productive, a lot got done. Everything was, you know, like a lot of stuff got done from month to month, but that's not the case. Like, so, so you, anyway, you're saying you just want them to share what the tactic is. Yeah. So, uh, um, I don't necessarily need to see that change next month, but I, I do feel that we need to be taken serious as the Magento session board. Adobe created the association to be the the um, to be the bridge between the community and Adobe, and right. if they're just using it to take all of the energy out of the community and to take the wind out of our sails, then DMA has just too much uh, bureaucracy. There's too much processes. There's yeah. too much that we need to constantly wait Adobe's approval on that that we can't move forward. And if yeah. they don't, if they don't allow us to do more, then, then I'd, it's, uh, it's just it pointless. Bring me it's energy. Pointless. It's just, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's sucking all of the energy out of our initiative. Yeah. And, and another thing that, um, that, that Slava said in the public, in the LinkedIn thread was that, you know, he said that what needs, you know, the work that needs to happen is around creating proposals that get into the specifics on how things can be done that meet Adobe's business objectives and things like that. And my thing is, and I mean, what, again, what you described, you, you, you like, and it's funny because I was trying to loop you into this and stuff. And then now I have more context on this. It's like, like, dude. I have been do I we I map you mapped out the site map with Eric or you worked with him on, and now he's gone and that whole thing essentially disappeared. So it's like I agree, like and I know collaborating, that, yeah, and and I know it's easy for me to criticize stuff that I I haven't, and I know Slava and others have put a lot of time in um, to this kind of stuff, and I feel bad criticizing when somebody's put hundreds of hours into something, but it's like when you say. Proposals need to be made. Da 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 da. Okay, fine. But if 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 we're sinking all these proposal all this proposal time into a black hole that isn't being addressed, whether it's a prioritization issue, whether it's a this just isn't a very big priority for them, whatever the reason is, the result is the same. You know, I can find the people to figure out the details you can figure out the details on the proposals that's not hard we know who yeah, can we've addressed that the out. biggest issue we we've addressed the fact that their main slogan magento doesn't ex exist anymore that that's critical that it changes fast all the other things can take time 
Um, they can work on whatever message they want. They don't even need to put up a whole Magento page. And I understand they're not, they don't want to sell Magento because it's not a product they can sell. It's, it's for free. <laughs> so I, with that too. I understand. I agree. So that's not an issue, but, um, as you said, like we can keep writing plans, we can keep giving them input, but as long as they end up nowhere, <laughs> uh, it's it, yeah. really a waste of energy. And yeah. it's not like if I go and write some copy, do you imagine the marketing team at Adobe copy and pasting that into their website, what I come up with? <laughs> Never. That's not going to happen. So that's not going to happen. Yeah. That's not going to happen. And and uh, I'm happy um, John John Baxendale is taking a, a, a bigger role in communicating towards the, the Magento community. I think mm -hmm. he's he's from the UK, but works from uh, from Spain. He's Barcelona, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is in Spain. <laughs> Yeah, um, correct. Uh, he's 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 uh, responding to more of these Twitter threads about uh, uh, trying to get an alignment internally and and respectfully. He's the at least the tenth person to say I'm going to check uh, internally and see what's happening. 100%. And I appreciate 100%. all of those people trying to achieve something. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he said uh, Adobe is a twelve hundred plus person company. Um, yeah. Of course, there's many many islands, many silos, but it kind of feels like there has to be one person that has enough, um, enough say in strategy that can just pull the trigger and say, okay, I'm going to send one internal email to yeah. everyone involved and I'm yeah. going to tell them we need to stop communicating this one slogan today. And yeah. someone... It, you can't tell me that it's not one person that has that authority, even though it's not it's not their department, even though it's maybe a product owner or someone in marketing, someone in sales or yeah. whatever whatever silo. There has to be some communi communication between those silos and someone that can say, hey, we really need to stop doing this because we're killing the ecosystem and we yep. need this ecosystem for the next <laughs> five years at least. Um, because yeah, it's just, it's hurting. Business. I don't, and I don't, it's an interesting way that you phrased that they need it. I don't know whether they need it or not. I think you could probably make an argument that they don't at all need the open source side of things. That doesn't change our position on the fact that it's important to us and we're going to push for it and advocate for it. And for us that are in that community. It's, it's, it's our whole thing, but they may or may not need it. And that may be the reason it's just not a priority. I think there's at least one reason why they would very much like to keep the community and ecosystem around. And that's the magic quadrants from Gartner. Mm -hmm. um, they are in a really sweet spot on that quadrants. And mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons is that they both have their composable commerce pass offering with mm -hmm. microservices, but mm -hmm. also open source community and ecosystem. And oh. all of that combined puts them on the right top corner of the 
magic quadrants. And I'm pretty sure that alone is enough reason to work with the community and, and that keep makes it around. And, and beside that, that's just there. That's still an enormous market, an enormous Adobe commerce market that works with the monolith and this platform. And they will want to believe to that do that for it. many years. I mean, I want to believe that they need it. And, and those are some good arguments. Um, but, um, all right, let's move on to happier topics, man. Do we have any, do we have any good vibes? <laughs> Hashtag good vibes only. Uh, we're, it depends. We're like I, I definitely had something to celebrate this week, but, uh, um, is it happy vibes for everyone? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, as I think we, we should talk as about we sat that. over chat, <laughs> as we sat over chat, um, one, one person's celebration is another person's <laughs> how another person's what's the praise for that? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we were you very some, happy. You had some good numbers. Yeah. Yeah. We, so I got forwarded a, a report, a graph that, um, allows you to list performance, uh, Google performance, uh, for any given technology or platform. And, um, I put Huva in that graph along with some other frontends from Magento, and, uh, we did about 20 times better than other frontends, um, on on uh, Lighthouse Performance and on uh, Core Web Vital. So on Lighthouse Performance, we scored 20, 20 times higher than PWA Studio. Um, and that's that's on real stores that are alive today. And of course, right. there was a lot of like, it started a discussion like numbers without context don't really mean anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some yeah. Some other platforms have much, much more numbers um, much more live stores that have been analyzed by Google in that report. Um, but for us, we have, as you know, almost a thousand stores live, um, about 400 something were analyzed in this report. So, mm -hmm. uh, it shows half, let's say more or less half of the stores that we have live. You don't uh, have any control I, over what it picks. It's just magically picking. I have zero control. I don't yeah. understand why they didn't Completely. do more. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it uses Weaponizer, which is something like BuildWit. It's an online statistics yeah. site that shows you yeah. how many stores are live. So uh, Weaponizer is from Google, or at least it, um, it it's uh, they work together with Google. Um, Alan Kent is someone somewhat uh, involved there who used to be Magento Architect. Oh, um, cool. But uh, they have, you can see in Weaponizer, if you go there, there's 980 Hoover stores right now, I think, that they have in a database, yet they only scanned half of those. Mm -hmm. Same goes for PWA Studio, they scanned half of it. And for other mm -hmm. platforms, it was also a, a lower a lower amount. So um, that's, um, that's strange. That's pretty I don't awesome. know why... Um, but yeah, we're, we were very happy about that because we, we know that we see the sites that go live. We see the high scores. We see, of course, also stores that still score 20 or even lower in, in Lighthouse out of, out of 100. But um, you can do that with, with 
any but yeah. add Google Tag Manager and, and a chatbot and, and, and a 10 tracking yeah. pixels and you're there. And you've, <laughs> and you've been battling this mindset that PWA equals fast, monolith equals slow, non-PWA equals slow, like that sort of mindset or that sort of o- oversimplification. So seeing this completely objective and stati- everybody, I mean, there's lies, damn lies and statistics. So statistics can always be argued. Data can always be argued. If I was in the wrong place on a graph, I would have thoughts about why I was in the wrong place on the graph. That's that's always going to happen. But it's it, it, it's the uh, argument is you can build a quick PWA. That's that's possible, but it's so much harder, especially if uh, a front end like PWA Studio currently scores twenty four points out of the box in Lighthouse out of a hundred. We score ninety nine to hundred. So the the starting points with with Huva looks a lot better and it's up to you to mess it up <laughs> and bring that score down and yeah. sometimes the implementation just is so complicated that you can't get around the fact that you'll drop down to 25 yeah. but if you're working with PWS studio you can still achieve high scores but it's so much harder because right. out of the box you already need to push to increase it from 24 to right green circles and- and and by the way, the the PWA Studio thing is not even as impressive because I think not most of us assume that's the case. The thing that I'll mention that I know you're not going to mention is that you were also beating View Storefront by a good margin. And the only reason I'm going to bring that up is because we're actually having Philip and Bartek on the pod next week, so they'll gonna be they'll, nice. uh, that'll be fun. We I mean we're like it'll just be it'll it'll be a blast. I love those guys. We all love we're all like friends and. And uh, and they had, and he had on Twitter he replied some reasons for different versions older version numbers whatever so I'm sure that might that might um, come up a little bit but that's going to be a lot of fun I'm looking forward to seeing them in Madrid as well and I'm a gigantic mm-hmm. fan of of the storefront uh, as well but the fact that you were doing that was to me what was a bit of a shocker um, without being very familiar with uh, all of the um, details of of uh, the core web files, all that kind of stuff. I was like, I was like, damn, like you're like uh, uh, ahead of them by a good margin. Um, so, uh, so yeah, man, congrats, congrats, good stuff. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Yeah, it's it's interesting just to see what on average. Um, it it doesn't mean that any Huva side scores that high. It still depends on the implementation, but it does show that. On average, people achieve it easier with Huva because so many stores. Um, I think we had forty percent pass Core Web Vitals, um, which could be, which should be a lot higher still if we if we help our customers and educate them better and and help them fix things. But sometimes there's just there's no budget or the knowledge is not in house and. Merchant doesn't care, doesn't want to pay for it. So you throw in a, a couple of functionalities that bring the score down. The merchant puts a video on the homepage, which brings the score down <laughs> by 40 points. So there's, there's just no helping um, bringing, bringing the scores, uh, of keeping the scores up. Um, but yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a good indication that people are having that success with, with Huva on yeah. average. It's awesome, man. Very so cool. how are things going with your uh, new venture? Ah, I was hoping you'd ask. I was hoping you'd ask. Um, 
Going well. I'm up to a um, hundred and like, uh, I, I'm not going to open it up. I always close all my windows down to keep the windows to a minimum. I'm up, I'm up to like a hundred and uh, 10 paid seats or so, um, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm getting close to the, um, basically it's the full, the full-time income mark for me, which is, which is, which is cool. And, uh, but more importantly than that, like, I think I see the conversations, um, uh, I, I see the engagement, um, ticking up. There's just, um, there's a, it just feels like, um, there's good conversations happening, both technical stuff, fun stuff, socializing stuff, job stuff. Um, I, um, uh, yeah, so, uh, I, I, I keep rolling out new things. So I wrote, I, I added like a job section, a candidate section. I've been kind of recreating some of the commerce hero stuff under this kind of different model, no referral fees. Um, I, I had somebody ask about, um, like listing a, a business for sale, um, which, um, has something else that I've kind of toyed with in the past because people would tell me like, oh, I'm, I'm thinking about selling my business or I'm looking to buy a business and I would do a LinkedIn post about it. So I just formalize that with a section on the site. Um, and, um, uh, somebody who happened to be a Dutch agency owner, um, was posted their thing. And so I got them, I've already gotten them like three intros, which has been kind of cool. Um, no, again, no referral fees on that either. It's all that I really like this about the model is that everything's just baked into the membership fee and I don't, I can do every job stuff, everything without any other fees, which you know, that was the commerce hero model, which was cool, but it just kind of, it just sort of limits a little bit what you can do. And it limits the amount of value that is, can be exchanged. Um, so anyways, so it's, it's, uh, it's been fun to have you involved because you have a lot of stuff going on. You know what I mean? When I see you and I see Vinay, because I think initially you were like the second person to be like, all right, man, here's, you know, here, here's a hundred bucks to do, do your thing. And there was, it was just a dream, you know, and now there's more social proof and stuff. And, and you've got a million things going on, but seeing you like participate a in there. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> I wrote you a blank tag. Like, yeah. dude, figure, yeah. figure something out. But, <laughs> but seeing you, and I think you saw that I was getting excited about the community and you wanted to encourage that. And I, 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 I think it's, I think it's hopefully doing that. And, um, and I, one of the things I hear from a lot of people is that we all are kind of nostalgic for that past where everybody was excited about the Magento community. And there's people that we would talk to and interact with who have mo maybe moved on um, to other platforms or other things. Um, and so getting everybody to kind of just be together in one place is just kind of fun. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so it's, um, yeah, so, but it's cool seeing you and Vinay in there and, um, and, you know, getting more active and stuff like that. And, and so, um, yeah, man, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, you got in some, <laughs> some, uh, old school community, ex Magento community members. Uh, yeah, that would like, be nice. It already brings kind of the, the meat commerce vibe that I expect yeah. to have. Yeah, like I talked to uh, uh, Fabrizio Branca uh, because we've, we've stayed in touch over the years, just, just, you know, talking on the phone every once in a while. 
and he's doing DevOps, AWS stuff. You know, he hasn't been doing Magento stuff for a while, but I said, Hey, you know, and that's part of the strategy with the, with the, with this community is that obviously there's a gigantic portion of it that's Magento specific, but if somebody is into DevOps, you know, we're all working on similar things with DevOps. You can discuss that. If somebody's into another platform, you can just, we've got channels. So we break out different channels for things. And so, um, you know, he hasn't been super involved in the Slack, but I, what I try to do is I try to figure out what people are interested in and how can I, how can I pull them in? You know, I talked to Alan McGregor. He might be reading. He might be just absorbing <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah. enjoying all of the giffies. Yeah. But uh, he, I got him, you know, he posted to general and, you know, and so that was cool. And I talked to Alan McGregor, he's working for an HR company, a company that does HR tech and, um, and stuff like that. But I said, Hey, let's see. I love to see his social um, media. Like, um, he's, he's like a full on farmer now. It's and he posts all these videos of his. It's so oh, cool. Like, yeah. He has a literal ring came down and then. <laughs> It's crazy. Like he has animals. He bought a farm. He lives out, or he th I think he mostly lives out there. It's which is something I've wanted to do. Like I, I'll see videos of that stuff, and I've talked to my wife. It's Canada, that. right? Where he is? It's Canada. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is totally cool. And so, like for example, he's interested in Elixir, which is some language. And there's another guy in the Slack, a Magento guy who's super into Elixir. He's like obsessed with it. So I created a channel for them, you know, and maybe that'll, you know, grow. But it's that idea of like, what are our different interest groups and how can we get people into groups to talk about stuff they're into? Um, so, yeah, man, that's the stat. Important question. Do you say Giphy or Jiffy? Oh, Giphy. Come on, dude. Let's, let's not even. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a GIF guy. Are you? You're not a GIF guy, Good. are you? No, no, I'm Dutch, oh. so we have a. <laughs> oh, <laughs> everything is grungy <laughs> with us. Owning it. <laughs> <laughs> so is that uh, how you say it? You say like no, okay. no. Okay. We would say a giffy or a gif. <laughs> okay, good. A giffy. In Dutch, you would say a giffy. Yeah. I keep thinking about how you said it would be cool if I could understand you in Dutch because you're even more obviously like fluent and witty in Dutch, which I I have a hard time imagining that because you're pretty witty and fluent in English, but you're like, bro, it, I'm on a whole other level in Dutch. You don't even understand. Well, it's just you can't you can't make the same level of linguistic joke like like word jokes. Yeah, with double meaning and and uh, it's just um, it still feels even though English is I think in English like I had whole phases in Finland where I I spoke so much English that I I noticed that I started to think in English as well. Mm -hmm. And now with my work, it's also mostly because Fina is in our team, so we speak English all the time. So I feel my vocabulary is. Okay, and I've I've learned, especially in Finland, we all learn to not stay stuck on finding the right words for something. Like I wouldn't know how you call the water around the castle. Mm -hmm. And in a story I would say the water around the castle instead of getting stuck on the word for that. Moat. Mm -hmm. Moat? Moat, yeah. Okay. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't know. And it, uh, it takes some time until you can like, 
you make the switch and just talk without thinking about the words that you're using. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, it feels different. Like if I listen to podcasts also between you and Philip, uh, the old, the, the older ones, it's like you have a different, different rhythm if you're making jokes in your own language and, uh, mm-hmm. it's, um, so yeah, I... yeah, that's, that does feel a bit like a miss. Like if I, um, uh, if I would have these conversations in Dutch, I will be quicker in my responses. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear a you. A bit sharper, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm in Spanish. I'm not as fluent in Spanish as you are in English, but I, if I practice a lot, I get pretty close and I can make jokes. Like, like it took me, I don't know, 12 years of learning Spanish before I made a joke and somebody actually laughed. Like that's a huge milestone in a language. But still, even if I'm at my peak level fluency and I've been speaking it for a month straight, I'm still not, I'm still, I'm, I'm still maybe only 80% of the way there of fluency with, with somebody who's a native speaker. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to get that like. Totally- uh, yeah. It's especially once, once you, you get into topics that you don't talk about on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. then you start to need different vocabulary than what you're accustomed yeah. to. And it's often yeah. as soon as it gets really personal or emotional. And then I mean, if you get into a fight with someone or uh, someone is angry at you and you're trying to explain, I've had more than one occasion where I had a Twitter DM <laughs> fight with someone where I... I was trying to de-escalate and the more I wrote, the angrier the other person became. And it's like, no, 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 don't interpret that like that. I don't mean, no, oh, that came out entirely wrong. Like I'm just missing the right words. And in the end, um, in the end, it took, uh, it took two or three days for that person to call, cool off and then read back. And then like, it, it's like, you can read a message with the intent. And if you agree to think that the other person means best, you can read messages differently than when totally you think being. I know. Yeah. If they're being ours. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then sometimes you'll read something, interpret it one way, and then you'll go back and read it, and you'll go, "Oh," <laughs> and then you'll interpret it like totally differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's where emojis and gifies. I, I really, Giphys are such a, I, like half of the time I communicate with my mother in Giphys because it's like, <laughs> really? it gets you the exact, yeah, 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 yeah. Like on WhatsApp, yeah. everywhere. And like also yeah. WhatsApp, a lot of my communication yeah. is Giphys because they can yeah. strike the exact right. Yeah. Like you can be like, kind of a, you can be a jerk without really saying the words. Or like yeah. Just yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. some make it funny, but still like yeah. giving. Giving yep, someone critique. The right subtlety to it. Yeah, it's really, it's kind of a new, I mean, gifts are kind of like, memes, gifts are are kind of a new form of communication almost, I think. Um, or a new um, medium, you know. Um, but it's funny because you posted one uh, yesterday and then I was like, on Twitter was like, how much time do you spend looking for these? And when he said that, it occurred to me, I was like, because everybody uses gifts, right? It's universal, but a lot of times, like, like I'll use the same ones over and over. But like, you're pretty good. Like, 
you you post like pretty good unique ones <laughs> like you're pretty good at it uh, which is which is kind of cool what i hate is that if you use giphy and slack it always shows what search terms you used uh -huh. and i kind of like the magic of like if you do it on twitter or whatsapp it just shows to giphy yeah it doesn't show like what level of creativity you right. use in search but it's Think true like yeah Often I find like the the exact right one, and then I already know like what Giphy I'm looking for. Yeah. And uh, the one yesterday with the the, the two boys uh, partying, the the two goofy boys. Um, Do I, you have your socks on? I we have it. Yeah, yeah. through your socks because we were gonna both. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we both. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, it. I love it. Had to get that in front. First time I made orange uh, swag. Yeah, yeah. So if you're just listening, we have orange socks that has a particular logo on it. Uh, yeah, they can be logo. <laughs> That's fine. It'll be local, yeah. <laughs> It'll be funny. Um, yeah, but no, sometimes. Yeah. I spend too much time on finding the right kit. <laughs> like it can literally take me half an hour. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm in the kitchen, I'm, I'm cooking and just quickly finding a response and the rice is like becoming <laughs> fudgy, <laughs> this, this, uh, <laughs> ruining, this. ruining dinner. And my wife comes in and she looks at me like, oh, he's on his phone again. And, uh, it's like, yeah. I'm just writing a quick response. <laughs> yeah. It, it, um, that's actually, that's, that's, that makes me like. It's like I as as the as the CEO of your company, all stuff you're doing, like I want you to have a certain amount of your but time budgeted towards the right gift. Like there's something about that <laughs> that just feels right. But we've got to get it's you so much more important than getting on new website live. Like yeah, we yeah, have to be pushing for twelve months. Um, I um, and I think when I was thirty, are you thirty or thirty three? How old are you? Thirty. Thirty-six. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. When I was 30, uh, yeah, I think what I, yeah. I think, anyway, point is, um, I was really glued to the phone. Um, and it's every, it's hard not to be, but we got to get you to, to, to unplug a little bit during the family time. Sometimes I see you doing stuff late and I'm going like, you gotta, you gotta, gotta unplug, you know, relax. It's hard and you're doing a lot and... Well, we're we're selling in and uh, we're we're selling in different time zones. 40, yeah, totally. Forty-eight countries. Yep. We have support in Slack that sometimes calls my attention. Yep. And I'm managing four Twitter accounts. Yeah. No, I know it's a lot. It's a lot. And part of me is glad that you're overworking yourself because it means good things for the community. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but it's like now. I have so many roles to play and I really try to strictly separate them. And I, I yeah. also try here not to, not to make this like, this is mage talk. And this is for me, this is time to, um, to talk about the magenta community yep. and, uh, and try to, yeah, I'm not strictly separating it from Huva, uh, because Huva's life, but <laughs> yeah, but, um, I do try to make this valuable for the Magento community as a whole, 
Yeah. Um, so when you give me access to the Mage Talk Twitter account, I really look for things that are relevant for Mage Talk to tweet. Yep. Same yep. for MageOS. Yeah. And for Hoover, yep. same for my personal. So I really split that out. Yep. Um, yep. I, I, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah, quite intense, uh, the notifications. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, 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 I get it. Um, and by the way, I wanted to, um, oh, um, I actually added events to the website recently. I want to start making a kind of a, a nice central events location. And I know you had cool. been wanting to talk about Magento community events. One of the things I noticed, Meet Magento Thailand is coming up November 3rd. And um, I noticed that the website, there's not a lot of detail when I Googled it because I was trying to find like a description. I was trying to find, um, so there's a kind of a bullet list of speakers on the Magento Association website, um, but it looks a little thin as far as the information. So that was just something I wanted to mention that the, I want to try to connect with some of, actually I tried to connect with uh, Eddie Tang yesterday uh, mm -hmm. uh, who's listed on there. Um, and so I wanted to kind of connect and, you know, just kind of mention that and stuff, but, um, yeah, I love yeah, the amount of events that, that the, the Asian region is, uh, is throwing. Uh, They're on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think they have by far the most events uh, worldwide this year. Dude, I, I talked to uh, Muliati uh, uh, Geo, who mm -hmm. is at uh, in Indonesia and runs a, a good, si a very good sized agency out there, and who I think I want to say organizes Meet Magento mm -hmm. Indonesia. He also, yep. I think, has attended Meet Magento Singapore. Dude, Singapore is on my list of places I've, I'm dying to go. So mm. we might have to go. We might have to go to Singapore at some point together. That would be kind of dope, but, um, but Mul dude, Muliati was in our, our first agency owners, uh, private, uh, uh, hangout session, made chat session. And he, he was talking a little bit about some of the way they structure things, dude, the, he's, he's, they have a solid, um, agency and, um, I can't remember why I started talking. Oh yeah. But yeah, but events in Asia, um, there, they got, they got a lot, they got a lot of stuff going on. And, and, you know, it's interesting because. Like one of the pieces of feedback I heard from somebody was uh, on the association was that people want to get more people involved in the, in the community and different things that, that are, you know, that, um, are not as like, not the same people that you always see doing everything kind of a mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's interesting because I don't know a ton of people in Asia, right? Like I don't know a ton of them personally. Um, and, uh, you know, the ones who come to the U S events, like Muliati, for example, is in New York, obviously mm -hmm. you get connected that way. Um, but it's interesting that you mentioned that they have a ton of events. They, they, there's a lot going on there. Um, and I don't personally know a ton of them. So it'd be cool to just kind of increase the interconnectedness of, um, absolutely. People. I'm starting to learn more and more, uh, get to know more and more people in that region through, through HIF, of course. It would be fantastic to to be able to to travel there next year to one of those events. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> I have a family with a young yeah. child. No, I know, uh, I know. I so didn't. it's um, I can't go to all of the events. I already feel like I've I've never been to so many events as this yeah. year. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's um, 
it's it costs quite a bit of energy as well, like to recover <laughs> from New York. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, UK, <laughs> but that's also. I mean, the way that I'm going there now is to to be part of the event and and have a sponsor booth and speaking yeah. and all yeah. of that. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then uh, you want to go and throw meetups the day before and after. <laughs> uh, tell it's me, funny, but... are you uh, are you doing a meetup at uh, Madrid at Meetcommerce? So, okay, well, so, you know, I, I don't know if you want to make it a mage talk one, but um, I know you got a lot. We're, we're taking the wives out there. We're going to do some person, you know, each of us separately are going to do some non non-work stuff. Um, but I sort of was defaulting to let's do another mage talk meetup, you know, but I don't know whether, but then somebody asked me yesterday, like I have been getting mage chat members out to Madrid. I, there's coupon, I've got coupon codes and stuff. So it might make sense to make it a, a mage chat meetup. That'd be kind of cool. I could buy all the members a beer. That'd be kind of fun, but, um, we could also make it a mage talk. That feels kind of cool too. So I have I haven't decided yeah, yet, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, for me it's going to depend a little bit how many days I have in Madrid. If it's if it's like two or three days, then yeah. it's going to be tight. Um, yeah. If if we if we have four or five days, then I'll definitely be there. Yeah. I will help you organize it, uh, regardless. So uh, yeah. And I I won't be alone there from the Huva team, so uh, we can you can always ask Sana to arrange yeah. you a venue. <laughs> <laughs> she's so good at that so i I've, I've been going crazy with these events i organized a meetup in austin last week how was that yeah it it was pretty good eric was there um it was mm -hmm. it was a blast dave mccauley was there a bunch of people Mag ex magento chuck chuck Lou, and a bunch of people and uh there was about probably 10 or 11 people and dude it was just nice. fun man it was super chill um you know, it, but I'm, I'm really bad at the whole organizational piece, finding the venue, calling the venue, picking the venue. I had picked this one place and my buddy, Jonathan, um, we went there together to check it out. We were like, nah, we need to pick another place. And so it was cool. But what I, what I, I think the sweet spot for me is if I can just post about, if I can try to get people to go and not have to do any of the actual organizing. I think that I was also going, like, I was hearing about the unconference in Germany. I was like, we got to do an unconference in Austin. And so I tweeted about that the other day. Brent uh, did an unconference in um, Florida. So Brent, I think, is interested um, in that. And if I can just post about it um, and maybe do some outreach to get people going, that would be ideal. Um, but Brent wants to turn it into a big commerce thing, which, uh, listen, I'm not as, uh, I'm not, I'm more, oh, I'm interested in big commerce. I had, I hung out with Aaron Sheehan the other day. He's there. I'm interested in other platforms. And at the same time, <laughs> I'm more biased towards Magento. And so, um, yeah, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see. In uh, what way? In what way does he want to make it a big commerce thing? Well, um, would they I would they spawn? Is he looking for them to become I one of the main I sponsors? I can't then? remember if he said this publicly or privately, but um, um, I think that they, they might have been interested in sponsoring, and oh. um, and so 
yeah. So I don't, so we'll see. It's all, it's all very early stage. Like a couple tweets happened and who knows if anything's going to actually happen or not. But I was thinking of it as like the equivalent of the German Magento Unconference, Mage Unconference mm -hmm. was kind of the, the thought process that I had. I've never been to an Unconference. It just has always sounded really cool to me. You know, like I hear you guys talk about them and I think it, they just sound really cool. But, um, uh, they are, yeah, they are to be, to be really honest, when Brent had his on conference last year, it was a major on conference and, uh, I was about to be ready to sponsor it. Okay. And then I saw that other platforms chimed in to become a sponsor and he expanded it to be not just Magento. So then I felt because I'm fighting the Magento fight right now. Hundred uh, percent. So I will support. I will support, and I will be supportive of anything that brand does. And I think mm -hmm. the whole e-commerce industry um, is alright. <laughs> but I'm just like I'm putting all of my energy into uh, helping the Magenta community. So that meant for me, I wouldn't put my sponsorship money towards that, yeah. uh, which is which is really a shame because I I really felt like supporting the things that brand does yep um and uh yeah yeah no and, it's, and for this and, like um yeah and i i think it's cool that you're doing that you're you're you have a focus you know what i mean and you're you're focusing on it and quite honestly you're bringing a lot of people on board i mean you've gotten me re-energized about magenta you've gotten a lot of people you've a lot of people are I know we're trying to not make this whole podcast a high, a high of an ad, but a lot of people are happy or excited about work. And, and so I think that's cool. And, you know, um, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's an interesting dynamic because some people are moving to other platforms and they're excited and they're doing cool stuff. And I see that as well. And I appreciate that as well. But there's this, I don't know if it's nostalgia for me, like for you, it's your business model is entirely Magento only. So it's business model plus the nostalgia plus everything else combined. Um, for me, it's a combination of those things. Um, but that's kind of what I wanted it to be was, was a Magento thing. Obviously, Big Commerce has a huge presence in Austin. Um, and the thing that's interesting to me about the Unconference is it's really the attendees that determine everything. This, you know... It's it, my understanding of it is that it's very lightweight. You don't need a lot of money for it. You don't need a lot of sponsorship dollars, I assume. And so it can just be really pure where people go, Hey, I want to talk about this. And then people vote on what they want to hear. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, so it, I, I, I just always thought it was a really cool idea. And, um, yeah. Well, you know. what makes the German one so good is that they do spend quite some budget on a really good coffee, like there's a barista who mm -hmm. makes excellent coffee and smoothies. Mm -hmm. nice. And uh, the internet connection is always solid. That's um, awesome. It's like, the, yeah, it. so they, they do make sure that all of the all of the equipment and everything is, is in place. The food is really, really good always. Um, so, makes sense. That makes it because the coffee breaks are as important as the presentations. Um, I know some people just don't go to the presentations at all. They just hang around and catch That's up me. with people. That's me, dude. That's all I'm going to do is just, I mean, maybe there'll be a presentation I'm interested in, but, um, 
And is it normally a one-day thing or is it a multi-day thing or? They do a two-day thing in Germany. Yeah. So you get a hotel, you you have to book a hotel and everything like that. Okay. Do you... Unless you want to stay up all night. Yeah. It's up to you. <laughs> dude, yeah, we got to do it. Do you want, you don't want to come to, I, I'm already, I'm already trying to love you too much and not Trump. But Austin would be a strategic, Austin would be strate strategic uh, bit of travel for you, potentially. I would, I would really like to go there. I would, I would. But uh, then we would need to plan it a bit further away uh, when we're in a period of time where there's not too okay. many other, other events. Uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they would still have me, but I would love to go to the Adobe offices, <laughs> the Old Magento office, <laughs> meet some dude. people. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I've never really been, but, uh, well, before when it was a Magento office, I went there once for a meetup, but yeah, I mean, hopefully we can all be one big happy family at some point. <laughs> but, um. Cool, man. Cool. Shoot, anything else? Or... I, I didn't prepare a doc this time. Uh, we could we could talk about uh, the security patches that were released last right. week. Right. I know that's Only a big, for Magento 2.4.4 mm -hmm. and 2.4.5. So only the last two versions. And the thing that caused a lot of noise or disappointment is that Magento 242, 243, at least 243 is still supported until the end of next month. So the end of November, mm -hmm. but they didn't provide, they initially didn't provide patches for versions below 2.4.4. Right. And the whole communication around what the actual breach was and what versions were affected Mm -hmm. It was very unclear. And even this morning, so it was last week, I think Tuesday, maybe that they released uh, the new versions with security upgrades mm -hmm. and everyone was like, okay, so where's the patches for the older versions? And it's like, well, it's, uh, we're not going to provide those. Um, so right. there are some community, uh, community, uh, built patches from, uh, Amico, uh, a mm -hmm. Dutch agency. Um, they started writing patches, uh, all the way back to Magento 2.3.7. Mm -hmm. Um, and now last night, let's say yesterday, they released a patch for 243, mm -hmm. um, but not for lower versions. And right now there's still a bit of confusion whether, uh, the older versions are or are not affected. Right. Because right. Adobe's talking in terms of um, the supported versions are not affected. Right. Um, right. So we don't know right now. We don't know exactly if, for example, 2.3.7, first they said that it had the vulnerability and later they said, well, if you're up to date with all of the other patches, then you're good. But um, I'm not entirely sure. But yeah. um, as yeah. it's almost holiday season, it's almost Black Friday. Timing was very bad to not offer patches for older versions because 
merchants are just not focusing on upgrading right now. They will wait mm-hmm. until after Black Friday. Everyone's planning for Black Friday right now. Mm-hmm. So um, having patches for the older versions is just crucial right now. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'll get another mage card thing. It was a level 10, uh, a level 10 uh, uh, security risk, mm-hmm. which is the highest level. So it's full yeah. admin access, full root access to Magento. Um, but they classified it as level three because it hadn't been exploited in the wild yet. But uh, that means well, as soon as someone has reverse engineered the fix, they know what the vulnerability is, and you will see the first breaches. Yeah. I wouldn't they be surprised if happened. it already happened today. Uh, it's yeah. probably happening right now as we speak. Um, yeah. Question. So it's crucial to patch quick. You have a great sample set of magento instances with with huba customers do you track what magento version they're on like do you have we don't we don't host the stores right all the software so and you don't have uh, do any callbacks or anything no gotcha no no, no. yeah we're honest people I would, we don't no no no, no don't I, call home <laughs> no but isn't that okay to do a call i mean i I know we talked about your licensing model which i think is great but i'm saying if if you had a way to at least know what versions they were on that would be um in a just in a i don't know whatever back in pixel or something um my only question was is like I understand people are always behind the version on Magento, but like in an ideal world, they would be up to the latest version. And I'm curious. Yeah. You have an interesting sample of customers, which are, you know, they're, you know, they're probably, I'd imagine your customers are probably doing it on average, better practices than, you know, the entire set of Magento instances out there. We focus a lot of, on agencies initially. So, um, um, yeah, I think they're, they're typically a bit bigger stores or let's say more professional without trying exactly. to be disrespectful. Exactly. It's, That's it, what I'm saying. There's not many merchants that buy a license and install it themselves via FTP and just use the software yeah. <laughs> without, <laughs> without coding anything. Uh, yeah, there's there's basically always a coder involved when they work with Viva. Right. Right. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I think it, it's relatively new builds as well. So we don't have yeah. legacy customers that that's what I'm already saying. run the yeah. stores for five years because yeah. we only exist for two years. So yeah. um yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I, I also got a ping from somebody privately in Mage Chat about two three seven about the patch issue specifically and um so yeah, that seems like uh, definitely an, an issue. And again, it kind of comes back to obviously their resources are limited, Adobe's, and I can understand from their perspective they might say, "Look, we did the patch for this version. We we don't necessarily have the time." Hold, hold it, yeah. hold it, hold yeah. it, hold it. What was Adobe's latest acquisition? Figma. Figma. Do you know what they paid? For Figma. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Trust, trust. How wow. many resources do you think Adobe has if they want, like, this, like, it, correct? It's a matter correct. of how much resources they want to spend on it. It's well, not like it's they a, have limited resources. Yeah, that's my choice. 
it's a, it's by choice. It's a it's a question of what's allocated. So, um, and I understand you might decide to allocate something to one place and not to another. But I'm just saying, if if that um, if the community has, uh, I'm sure that like the community could knock out that two three seven patch, or somebody probably already has. Um, and yeah, so but the issue is it's be... not PCI compliant then. No, I know. No, I know. Adobe I'm just saying. needs to deliver those patches to the commerce customers at least. I agree. I agree. I'm just saying that if the community helped with that and they could just act on it quickly and review it on there and quickly release it. Um, but what my point is, is that in almost all these cases, the community can do probably the heavy lifting um, and we just need them to put the official seal of approval on it um kind of a deal but um but yeah i think it i think probably something they they should do um yeah man i the same. I, I personally think if they have paying customers that are on certain versions i'm not even talking about open source customers right. but this also right. included their commerce customers correct which right. was still on a supported version right for at least six more weeks. And even then, right. even if it were just, even if support ended a month ago, it would be a disaster for them to have another mage card. Like yeah. Yeah. A, I... mass, a mass breach on so many stores will not look good on the Adobe Commerce brand or the Magento brand. Yeah. The fact that it's called mage card like yeah, not even a Magento, a Magento hack anymore. Like it started with Magento, but Midgard expanded to all other platforms, but it's still called Midgard. Really? Like the association to the name that itself, is like wild. it happened once. You would not want to have, have that happen twice. I, I just don't. Talk about, I talk about brand recognition. It. Talk about brand recognition, man. That's, that's kind of messed up. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I definitely agree there. Um, well, we're over our time. So thanks everybody for tuning in. And unless uh, Willem has any final words, we will uh, let you get Speak back to, to it. Speak to you all at Mage Chat. We'll see you there. We have all the Giffies. <laughs> we got Giffies for days. See you next week. See you next week.